So I've really been uh, thinking about what I might say this evening uh, for uh, a few weeks now, partly because of the practical fact of I haven't been here in this space, and I haven't been in any other spaces to preach uh, or teach, and uh, so I, I've had that time of the last few weeks to kind of ponder over what I might say because this was just the next opportunity. And then it's also because tomorrow is tomorrow. Tomorrow's the inauguration day. It is, uh, it's a big day for many reasons, good and bad, and even who you ask might switch up how you see whether it is good or bad or both or where there is good and bad in tomorrow. And that really got me to thinking about just how ugly 2016 became. Regardless of which side you are on, or if you're not on any side at all, it's hard to see uh, 2016 as anything but a really ugly year when we start looking at what it meant in our political system, the way that it seemed the approach to defeating your political opponent was not to take them to task on the field of ideas, but to tear them down, to destroy them, to defeat not just and not just those who are on the ballot either, because we know this is spilled over into everyday life. It's not just the politicians. It wasn't just Bernie Sanders and Hillary. It wasn't just Donald Trump and the other 16 Republicans. It wasn't just Hillary and Donald Trump going at each other. It was all of them. And in some ways, it seemed like all of us. And there was this ugly darkness that to me seems to mark what 2016 was. We were inundated with it and it seems to have gotten worse. There are those who, who say that we are more divided than maybe we have ever been, certainly in the modern era. Certainly in the last hundred years, we as a country are divided on what is the right thing to do and what it means to be the United States and what we stand for and what policies we think will work. And all of this has seemed to feed into this ugliness where we go into our corners and we talk about those people. And I found myself a lot just thinking, God, where are you in all of this ugliness? God, where is it that I can step into this and do something different? How can we even begin to chart another way? Because we don't seem to be headed anywhere in another direction very fast. And that kind of brings me right back to where I am today, asking those same things. What can I do? What can I bring to the world in the midst of all that is going on? There's a decent chance that, again, regardless of which side you're on, tomorrow will be a very ugly day. And I don't know what I can do, and so I ask God, God, where are you in all of this? God, have you abandoned us? 
God, are we like the Israelites who you have handed over, who you handed over to their oppressors when they were sent into exile? God, where are you? Those psalms that David wrote of God, my God, where are you? Why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? God, why do you continually leave me here? God, why are you not answering me? Those are really kind of ringing true with me right now because it feels that impossible. And so I've come into this space today in that kind of headspace of what do I do? Where is God in all of this? And then, lo and behold, I got some inspiration from, of all places, a YouTube video. Which, YouTube can obviously be the most incredible uh, suck of your time. You can watch video after video after video and have it have no real meaning for your life other than you spend a few hours watching these videos. And then every once in a while, something you see speaks to you. Now, this particular video was one of these urban explorers, and I don't even remember how exactly I stumbled across it. Uh, but if you don't know what urban explorers are, it's uh, those folks who um, are a little bit more on the adventurous side and they go into places that have been abandoned, mostly buildings, and explore, look around, see what's still there, see what was and what is now. And for the most part, these are buildings that at best look like they've been forgotten and at worst have been left to rot. They're often boarded up and covered in graffiti. There's broken glass and torn out insulation. There's holes in the drywalls where someone has obviously just kicked through it because, you know, why not? It's an abandoned building. And broken railings and other fixtures lie strewn about the place. These places, for the most part, have been mostly destroyed, if not by human hands, by time itself. And at first glance, these places can be kind of ugly and broken and destroyed. But when you look at it from another angle, when you look at it a little deeper, when you take maybe the right light, suddenly they become crumbling ruins of yesterday. And in that way, something beautiful. Because if you take a moment and look at the cover of the bulletin, this is exactly one of those type places. This is an old abandoned church that is crumbling. This particular picture, I don't know if it was touched up or not, but you see the wood and the crumble and the rot and the decay. And I can imagine walking into a place like that and smelling maybe mildew and mold dust, cobwebs, and you walk into a place like that and you see, wow, this is really ugly. But then that light shines through the window and you start to see to the back and the light shines through the old stained glass windows and you see something that to me is beautiful. There's something hauntingly beautiful about these abandoned spaces. And maybe part of it is because I try to envision what it used to be before it was this. These, this church 
held countless services, baptisms, weddings, funerals. People gathered here and worshipped God. There is something beautiful about this place. It was home for people at one, at one point. A church home for people. It was something beautiful. and In many ways it still is. Because you can look through when you start sorting through the dust and the dirt and the mold and the, the, all those things that we associate and we see something else. Something truer, something real. It's that beauty, that light of, that shines through that window and it catches your eye and you're just caught. And you say, wow. Now, where this all comes together for me is, uh, and why I chose the message version of this text, is because it says, To you who are ready for the truth, I say this, love your enemies, let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for that person. If someone slaps you in the face, stand there and take it. If someone grabs your shirt, give wrap your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more tit for tat. Live generously. When we talk about all the ugliness of the world, how do we resist it? We don't oppose it with tit for tat. We don't return ugliness for ugliness. We don't tear down. But instead, we offer generous grace and love. Now, it's not that we just ignore the ugliness, but that instead of seeking to do the same things that that does, we seek the beauty of God and make that our focus. We turn not to the ways that tear down, but to the ways that build up. We turn to the things that amplify God's beauty in the midst of the ugliness, because by amplifying the beauty we find and create in the world, we amplify God. When we go looking, when we go creating beauty in the world, in the midst of the ugliness, that is when we amplify God. And so we go and we share a love and a grace that is everlasting and never changing. And when we focus on God's beauty and God's grace, it's not just the world that has changed, but we are as well. I don't know about you, but I imagine getting slapped in the face in the way this text mentions, and I know it's going to hurt. I can imagine having a bloody lip or a black eye because of it. But if I turn around and I punch you right back, what does that do? It makes me know better. And God instead calls us to do and be something different. That's a hard and challenging thing, and I have to admit, in the last few months, I have not always been the best at reacting in this way. 
I mean, and there's some catharsis to yelling at the TV and being like, what are you saying? What do you mean? You can't do that. It feels good to yell and be angry and like, you're the worst person in the entire world. It feels good. But at the end of it, what have I accomplished other than upsetting myself? and letting myself be dragged down into it. And so I'm trying to do better. Better in these moments to react as Christ has taught us to live, to be generous in love, full of grace, to stand with and for the oppressed in these moments, to rather than reacting to the ugliness, to turn around and do something completely unrelated and do good. To go out and feed the hungry in all of the ways we hunger. To go out and care for the hurting, being with those who are lonely. Seeing to the hurts of others and hoping that in doing that, we might inspire others to do the same. And so we go out seeking God's beauty in the world, seeking to be a better people, seeking to make the world a better place, one person at a time. Because if one person can go out and do this and change another, maybe they can change a community. And if you can change a community, you can change a whole city. If you can change a city, you can change a nation. And if you can change a nation, you can change a world. It means that we don't have to stay in the ugliness and in the muck and the mire. But God is actually calling us out. Calling us to this holy, holy with a W way. This way that is more whole, this more complete way of seeing the world of walking out into the world and seeing not just the ugliness, but looking for God's beauty. It's likely going to be a challenging few years, few months, few days. But God is calling us to be better, to do better, and to love more. So let us remember that our goal is not to devalue, but to raise up. Because no matter who we are or where we've been, we've all been broken at some point. Maybe we are still broken now, and so we seek to be that voice, that love, that lifts up the broken. Amen.